Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. A question that often baffles parents is why is it that some kids engage in competitive sports but others drop out in their early teenage years? Is it that we're too quick to label certain children as unsporty? And is the real issue around the overcompetitive nature of sport in this country? Joining me now to discuss this is child psychotherapist Dr. Coleman Nocter, who has been writing about this in his column for the Irish Examiner this morning. Good afternoon, Coleman. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Stephanie. How are you? Uh, talk to me about that. I was I was one of the unsporty ones. Um, I always got picked last and had uh, dimples on my knees, and I thought that's why it was. But uh, is there? Why do you think this is happening? Yeah, I mean, it's something I've spoken about for a number of years now. I mean, I think the the area of sport is is competitive. As soon as you hit kind of twelve, thirteen years of age, it becomes about medals and prizes and championships and what you're asking children to do at that age is commit to kind of training once or twice a week and a match and to give it to everything and not all children want to engage at that level but there's nothing underneath that so I've always argued that there's no five-a-side culture for children or teenagers like I play five-a-side football and I play tag rugby text comes around if you can make it good if you can't no bother and and idea the idea of sport is that it is useful, like it's hugely beneficial, all the research suggests for our mental health and everything else. But we exclude children if we're saying, you have to commit at this level, and if you don't, well then, there's nothing really for you in that sense. And I spoke to a lot, that 13 to 16 year old age group are really struggling at the moment to try and find social outlets. And I spoke to a number of them a few weeks ago, and they were kind of saying, yeah, you, you can go to sport, but it's serious. And it, if you're messing about and having the chats, it seems like you're not tuned in and you're not doing the task. And so when it becomes overly adult-led, uh, the kind of fun goes out of it. And um, and it coincided with a thread that Shane Smith, a sports scientist, had spoke about coaching teens. And he was a, his whole message was about lighting up a little bit and having that sport as an activity for leisure, for movement, for exercise, because if we don't have that, we're driving children to Xboxes or gyms. And gyms are very isolative in terms of when you're going to exercise and move. And obviously, the, the screen time issue is a big issue for those as well. But we can't complain if we're not offering enough of a menu of options for children to so, engage in movement and sport. So the menu are there is key. Are you saying that there should be sort of a... Uh, almost like a vocational team and a for fun team that because there obviously are children out there who are very competitive and who love you know the 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 real brash nature of like competitive sport hard training who will probably look quite you know quite judgmentally on a member of a team who's just there for fun yeah and i would always say that there's a case for separating children according to their competitive nature as opposed to just their age and skill set you have two types of children there's children who are ego driven and that sounds like a negative thing it's not these are children who want to be the best they want to win the accolades they want the prizes the winning is important and then there's task driven children who want to get better at a skill but most children play sport to meet their friends to learn the skill and to have fun and if 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 we're not catering for that cohort and just catering for the ego-driven children who want those things. And again, there is a number of children who that should be provided for. I'm not against competitive sport, but sometimes I think the winning and the accolades and the prizes are more a concern for the coaches than sometimes than they are for the children. And the other thing is, 
when you're, if your club is there and the community serves the club, therefore you can pick the best players and you can go and, and win the prizes, be explicit about that and say, this is what we're in this for. You know, we're in this to win prizes. That's our objective. But if the purpose of the club is to serve the community, then the community define what you provide, not you, if that makes sense. And if there's a cohort of children who want to engage socially in a relaxed sporting environment that don't have the commitment or the, the, the competitive edge to do what you're asking of them, then we are, there's an onus on us as a club to provide that for them too. Do you think there's a problem with, because I think at the moment, obviously, this is not being provided for. There is not a sort of a for fun team and a vocational team. It seems that, you know, sport is competitive and that, Obviously, we've 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 learned from numerous studies of the health benefits, both physical health and mental health of, of children staying in sport through their teenage years. But would you not argue that it's sort of abrasive to a child's mental health to be the, um, you know, in inverted commas, crap one on the team, to be the person who's letting down, to be the goalie who lets in the goals, to be the one whose team are always disappointed in them. And that actually, if that is the case, being in sport is not for them. Yeah, and again, that's why children drop out is because they become that that child, and 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 they are the ones last picked or whatever the case may be, or else they're just constantly being berated for getting it wrong rather than encouraged. And and again, that that's that that has a negative impact in children who who are that way, who are kind of forced to be in that such a circumstance. So the idea that you know sport, regardless of sport being the competitive or not, movement is good. It releases endorphins. Exercise is good. Meeting people is good. Socializing is good. These are the, the fundamental aspects of sport that should be prioritized. Um, and I just don't think they are. I think it is probably if you don't fit this criteria. And I've heard stories, Stephanie, of children being retired from sport at nine, ten years of age. And that that's completely wrong because we do have the late developers. There are children who are last picked when they're 10, 11, 12. They hit a growth sport at 15 or 16 and soon they're the kind of child who like, you really want. Who's retiring team. a nine-year-old? Is that the coach saying you're done now? Is that the parent being like, Asher, look, you can well, you can have your Xbox? Or is it the child being like, I don't want to go back anymore? It's a combination of all three. But I would say that perhaps the team is looking at it saying, OK, we're going to be competitive next year. We only have space to put in one team. We've 20 kids here. We have to drop eight of them. Do you know what I mean? So the child is told, look, there's no room for you here, which is a kind of a euphemism for you're not good enough and you have to find another club. And, you know, and that sort of thing, that goes on do you know what I mean, from that point of view. And, and that's retiring a child. A child's not going to go to that. Or a, a child who maybe doesn't share the competitive, it doesn't enjoy the competitive environment is going to opt out themselves and not want to go because it's all laps and drills and... There's also something about this that that it's just coming to me as as I speak to you that like I was in I was a drama kid right and then as an as an older adult I taught drama and there was also definitely children in the drama club who who were there because they wanted to be professional actors eventually and they took it very very seriously and they always knew their lines and then there were the kids who showed up because they just wanted to play the drama games and hang out with their friends and as the director of whatever show we were doing that year so the coach in this case you do prefer, you're like the ones who take it seriously, the ones who are going to give you the best performance are the ones that you're sort of valuing your time. So maybe it's not just a sports thing and maybe there's, you know, I I know you have raised this argument that an awful lot of it is about how you coach and and what you see your role as, as a coach. But but if you had an opportunity in the drama group for those who were really preparing seriously for the show, 
and then a, another night where they just played the games. You know, would that work? Yes, you know, absolutely. In, in, and that's and that's what we ended up doing. But there was yeah. definitely then a competitive nature between the children in like, oh, well, I'm in the vocational group and you're in the, you know, you're in the games group because I'm going to be a professional actor. And that that does get into the like the, the kids then themselves know, OK, well, even though I, that's all I want, I just want to play the games. I'm still being judged. There's something inherently lacking in my in the fact that I'm one of those task-driven kids and the ego-driven kids think that they're better. Yeah, I think there is another type of child, though. If you said to a 14-year-old, you can play on the A team, but you're going to get five minutes every two weeks. That's as much of a role you're going to play. Or you can play in the B team and play full matches every week. I'm not so sure they wouldn't pick the B team. Do you know what I mean? From the point of view of Really though, but what that. about when the A team like come into school with their medals the next day and everyone's like, oh my God, you're amazing. And the teachers are having an assembly for them and, you know, Aaron or Aaron are driving them through their town on some, you know, like they're, even if you're a task-driven child, not an ego-driven child, you still see, oh wow, this is really praised. Like being competitive, being the best, winning gets you a level of, you know, social economy that I'm just not getting for having fun. Yeah, I, I still think you're, we're maybe underestimating some of the, the fun element. If you said to a child, an under 12 child is going out to play football match, you're going to get beaten today. Do you want to go and play anyway? They'll go anyway. Yeah. Nine out of 10 will go. And and that's because the excellent game is, is good. You know, I've seen kids who get beaten all season. Do you know what I mean? And they lose every game. They still come. Do you know what I mean? There's there's ones who because it's an, an enjoyment task. But I get the idea. But maybe the parading the, the 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 county champions through the school and giving them the medals and then the awards creates that division. And again, if you're in school and you're a fast runner, you're bright and you're clever. That's who's going to get the awards at the end on Ty Night. It's not going to be anyone else. Do you know what I mean? But that's a tiny fraction of the year. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So do you and think maybe this, we need to do you value think, other things a little bit more? Oh, we absolutely need to value other things. But I think that's across society because, you know, children mm. watch the Ga and they watch the All-Ireland Final and they see the heroes, you know, driving through Kilkenny and the Cork female, you know, the, the Cork team losing. And we get a sense of like the winners and the the esteem that comes with that. Do you think that this should be like, is this... Is this a community issue that needs to be solved? Is this like, do we need to have a, do we need to, ha- is it a school thing? Is it parents? How do you, how do you make this change? Yeah, I mean, again, whether it's it's the commitment or the, the responsibility of the clubs, I'm not entirely sure. Or whether, what I would love to do is rent an Astro Park on a Wednesday night and say any 15 or 16 year olds who want to come up, um, text this number and we'll play. And they come up and they get five bibs each and they play the game and they go home. Do you know what I mean? And that that's there for them. So there's a social opportunity, there's a skill opportunity, there's a play opportunity. But there's no medals, there's no prizes. If you don't make it, that's absolutely fine. You're not going to be punished or dropped or anything mm-hmm. like that. But you'll come and do it. Because adults do that all the time. I wouldn't be able to commit to an adult team that trains twice a week, plays a match every Saturday, blah, blah, blah. I wouldn't be able to do it. You know, I go because I can opt in and opt out. That's what makes it work for me. And I just think we need to provide similar for children. Yeah, I, I, I think it's a great idea. I personally would have probably, you know, rocked up to that group and not been so intimidated as I was rocking up to the people who were there with all their shiny gear waiting for the Olympics. Um, Dr. Coleman, Doctor, thank you so very much for, for joining us on that topic. Have a good afternoon. Pleasure. You too. Thank you. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m.
on News Talk.